0: Today's scripture is Matthew 10, 40-42, New Revised Standard Version. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person Will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. This is the word of the Lord. So I'm sure that after listening to this scripture, you have many questions in your mind, and I'm sure I'm not gonna answer them all. That's a disclaimer. However, if you want to discuss any parts of the scripture with me afterwards, and even better, with me and Horacio, we'll be very open to do that with you. There are things I cannot explain from this passage, but there are others that I so I can fairly say that I understand. First of all, these are the last um, three verses. Let's see. Yeah, three verses of a passage that begins with Jesus sending the twelve, his disciples, sending um, them out to proclaim the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Um, Jesus sends them with a mission. And the rest of the passage is about instructions do this, don't do that, um, for example, go to Baichu, two, um, enter in the towns and see who is a person of peace, uh, go to their home, um, do not carry a, a, a bag with money with you, just eat whatever they offer to you, whatever they put before you, that kind of instructions for the mission trip that the disciples are taking. What is the mission? Well, the mission, as I understand it, is, Jesus said, to proclaim the kingdom, to proclaim a new order of things, to proclaim that now things are different or can be different in the name of Christ. That we can now love one another, that we can now forgive one another, that we can now welcome one another. In the last part of that uh, passage are these three verses that uh read for us. And um, they talk about hospitality. First thing they touch upon is hospitality. Not from the point of view of the one who offers the hospitality, but from the point of view of that one who needs the hospitality because the disciples are going out without anything to receive a welcome and hospitable um, embrace from the people they're going to. When we are the ones offering hospitality, who are we being hospitable to? Uh, The scripture in another passage says that some without knowing have hosted angels. Who are we hosting? Um, Last night we had the last of the around the table um, opportunities to get to know each other. That that was one round of opportunities. We, Horacio and I, have come to this church about two months ago and for people to get to know us and for us to get to know the people um, eight opportunities were organized eight people who opened their hearts and their homes and said, we want to host many more people from the congregation who came to this um, event and the two of us gathered Um, there were eight of these events and the last one, like I said, was last night. Through them, although they were all different, all very different um, in many aspects, there was one common thread and that was the spirit of hospitality. The the way we felt being welcomed to your homes has been amazing. We felt Um, not only welcomed but embraced, we felt affirmed, we felt um, happy and joyful, we laughed at these meetings, we shared stories. Sometimes the stories were stories of pain and we felt with them, but all in all these were great opportunities to get to know each other and, and to feel now that I'm, I, I'm not the stranger anymore. I'm not the stranger in your midst anymore. Um, somebody asked me yesterday, uh, have you settled already? And I said, well, I, I settled very easy myself. That's me. That's my personality. I always say that the best place where I lived is the place where I'm living now. That the best city where I've been is the city where I'm now. Because God has me here. So this is best place for me. And I get used to new things very quickly and, and certainly to new people very quickly because I love people. God made me this way. Who are we welcoming into our lives? Who are we welcoming into our church? We want to say that we welcome all. Sometimes that is not quite true. Sometimes we qualify that and honestly, I think we should qualify that because there is a problem with welcoming all. I know I'm getting into deep waters here and I'm getting in trouble perhaps with some of <laughs> but the reality is that there are some people who are there uh, to get us, some people who are there to judge everybody else and condemn everybody else I'm not so sure we are welcoming of that kind of people unless they come to learn another way unless they come with a humble spirit, unless they come with an open heart which our spiritual discernment will tell us but I believe that we need to be mindful of the kind of community we are building. When I say welcoming, I don't mean welcoming into the building, I mean welcoming into our community, our congregational life, welcoming uh, the people who are becoming part of us. Can we afford to have? naysayers and condemning people become part of us when their agenda may be to change us. When they think we're wrong and they're here to change the way we do things and to make us in the end not to welcome the people we love. So think about that for a minute. I wrestle with that all the time because I love to say we are a church that what everybody? Uh, the litany of, uh, belonging today. If you are here, you belong. By all means, my heart says yes. And then my mind says, wait a minute. <laughs> Let us think this again. There are some people who come to church to receive the spiritual food that God, God prepares for us. And there are other people who come to serve and to give, to work. Do we want people who want to mess all that up? I'm not sure. All I'm saying is, I'm not sure. So you give me your answers. And they will have a nice conversation about it. why Jesus sent them and says you look for the people of peace and dwell with them. Don't go in. And if they don't work on you, take the dust off your feet and move on to another town. I mean, I think Jesus is very clear. There are some people who will not be a part of us. But we have a clear mission, and our mission is, first of, lo- first of all, to love, and second, to offer opportunities of healing through community building to people who come to us as the last resort in Christianity, as the last try to belong to a Christian church. If you are here in that situation, you know what I'm talking about. And if you're not in that situation, you may be one of those who are here to embrace others. Because that's your mission in life. Now, the passage goes on to talk about rewards of justice. Because there is such a thing as doing justice through hospitality. And it talks about prophets and righteous people and compassionate people. It talks about these things in a subtle way, and in a confusing way. What is in the name of a prophet? A prophet that counts in the name of a prophet. What is a righteous person that counts in the name of a righteous person? Wow, I've been thinking about that all week. You may have had a conversation with others about that. I don't know. Because we've been told to, to pray in the name of Jesus. We've been told to, um, to ask things to God in the name of Jesus. We've been told to heal people in the name of Jesus. But not in the name of the prophets. Not in the name of the good people. So what does it mean? Maybe what it means is when it comes to building community, we all honor. Maybe what it means is that Jesus is one of us and that we are Jesus presence in the lives of others. I like to think about that. I like to think that. When I was a hospice chaplain, uh, I remember this man who had no name, they had, they had found him in the street. He was uh, out of consciousness, and he had no documentation in him. Nobody knew who he was. They took him to a hospital, and he was in a coma. He, he never woke up from him. We never knew who he was. We didn't know what kind of person this was. We didn't know if he was uh, uh A family man who had some illness striking him in the street. All of a sudden, a good working person, a a person of good heart. We didn't know if he was a criminal, if he was uh, escaping the law. We didn't know a thing about this person. And they called me, and they said, we cannot do anything for him. I was a chaplain. So they say, see what you can do for him. (laughs) That's what they they do to chaplain's right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I sat by his bedside and I held his head. And I said to him, I don't know who you are. I don't know what sins you committed in life. I don't know what great things you've done in life. I don't know anything about you. But the scripture says that whatever we... uh, Bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever we lose on earth will be lose in heaven so I said "In, in the name of Jesus I forgive you your sins I prayed and then I left and the next day he died I don't know what happened to him I don't know But I know that the only thing I could do at that moment with a person like this was to lose the bounds of oppression in the name of Jesus. So whatever name we do things, let that be the name of good things, good prophets who announce the word of God, good righteous people, who work for life and community and love. Good people who are willing to bring a cup of water to the least of these. And this is the last point of my message today. Mercy, compassion, empathy, and love. Welcoming somebody is not only about opening your house, Welcoming somebody is not only to prepare a dish for those people who come to your house. Welcoming somebody is to open your heart, to open your life, to say, yes, I'll wrestle, I'll wrestle with you on matters of importance, on matters of Life. And transcendence. And meaning. Yes. I want to have these important conversations with you. Yes. I think you're worthy. Of my time and effort. And thinking. Yes. I'll be there for you. And in return. I hope you'll be there for me. Giving a cup of water. Nothing more than that. A couple more because there are people who don't even have that. People who live in tents around us, people who live on the streets, people who don't have a comfortable place, a place to fold their clothes and put them away, a a place where they can buy a couple of boxes of cereal and store them for the few days following. People who don't have anything at all. And sometimes not even a, one of those plastic bottles of water that are so popular and so common. And They don't have them. I've known people who uh, in my previous church we worked with a houseless and they had um I camp around the church and we let them have it around the church until the winter came and we said okay you can come in and they started sleeping inside the church. But when they were outside I remember that this one woman um, got a hold of a potato just a raw potato. She went to seven eleven where they had a microwave and microwave the potato And brought the potato back. And she said, if anybody's hungry, I have a cooked potato here. (laughs) A couple of people went to have a piece of the potato. That's how they leave. But notice the sense of community she felt. She could have eaten that potato herself, but she came to share. She came back to the community with it. People trusted her and she trusted people. And they shared one potato. And Jesus said, if you give a cup of water to these little ones,
1: you will have your
0: reward. All this talk about rewards, is kind of confusing. And then I came up to this possibility. Let me see what you think. Could it be that our reward is true community? Maybe that our reward is honest relationships with the people around us. Maybe our reward is being able to come to a church where we can be ourselves and feel good about ourselves and feel good about others. that we come to a church where we pass the peace and we can hug people and shake hands or just bump elbows and know that they are truly brothers and sisters? I don't know about you, but for me, that's enough for I don't expect a a golden crown. I don't expect a certificate of good behavior. My golly, I know I wouldn't get it. (laughs) Being a part of a church like this. That's my reward. I was retired. I was home, not doing much, teaching one class on Zoom, watching TV. I had even stopped painting because I got bored painting so much. <clears throat> And then they go from God King. And I found you. And I'm so thankful. Blessings to all of you. Let us welcome each other. In love. And in the name of Jesus. Amen.